0: We're talking with Juan Brown. He's a local commercial pilot who we talk with all the time during fire season because you're based over there at the Grass Valley Air Attack Base, Juan. Thanks for joining us.
1: Hey, Felton, thanks. Uh, Thanks for reaching out to me on this 5G fiasco that we have going on right now. It sounds like we've got a crisis temporarily averted for two weeks, but this is a long time coming, this whole story.
0: Well, let's lay the groundwork here now. I guess it's the uh, telephone industry or somebody was about to launch 5G all over the country.
1: It's not a real powerful signal. It's only about a 5-watt signal in the transmitters. But the problem is the frequencies that that the FCC has auctioned off here in the United States. Unlike over in Europe, the FCC has auctioned off some frequencies very close to the frequencies that we use for our radio altimeters in our commercial aircraft. Now, the radio altimeters are the very critical and important device to give us very accurate altitude information, which enables us to do automatic landings when the weather is less than a half-mile visibility, which it is frequently, and when the weather is that bad, we can't see or are required to use the automation. So without the radio altimeter, or if there is interference with the radio altimeter, our ability to land in low visibility conditions, is hampered.
0: So what they're saying is if they did this 5G rollout, you might have an airplane trying to land at Sacramento International Airport in bad weather, say the Thule fog that we've been having in the mornings, and they wouldn't be able to use their instruments or they might get some glitch in their instrument readings while they're trying to take off or land. Is that the issue, pretty much?
1: Basically, correct. And now it's come to a problem where the FCC and the FAA are fighting each other over this and the FAA just in a very blunt use of force put out an air, air a couple of things a thing called an airworthiness directive to all of us operators that says if an airport is instrument procedures are notammed closed due to 5G interference you cannot begin that approach you cannot fly that approach and then yesterday <laughs> up popped these NOTAMs all around the country NOTAMing closed all of the airports with precision approaches that required the use of a radio altimeter, a radar altimeter. So yesterday, it looked like the entire country was not going to be allowed to fly in anything less than a half mile visibility, which would have caused a huge backup. And by lunchtime, the telecoms agreed to this two-week delay. And what the airline industry is looking for is there looking for a standard similar to what they have over in Europe. We're looking for the the transmitters that are in the flight path of the aircraft on these precision instrument approaches to be moved out of the way. We don't want 5G right on short final for the airliners where it will interfere with our radio altimeters. Unfortunately, this is not just limited to the airlines. It's also a problem for helicopter operations as they use radio altimeters, particularly when it comes to um, precision landings in the weather on hospital rooftops in the big cities. So there's another area where we're going to need to protect a bit of a buffer zone from this 5G interference because the problem is that the frequencies that the FCC auctioned off are too close to that of the radio altimeters.
0: So was the FCC asleep at the wheel when they decided to allocate these frequencies, or did they just not care, or what happened?
1: Well, we don't know yet. Um, The FCC used to be a very technical organization. Its mission was to um, allocate these frequencies appropriately, but then something happened (laughs) with the money, and this has become a big money operation, and the FCC was able to auction off these frequencies for billions and billions of dollars, something on the tune of 50 billion bucks. So the money became a huge motivating factor for them to auction off these frequencies, including a narrow band of C-band frequencies next to our radio altimeters.
0: That's interesting you bring, that, bring up the FCC's involvement and, and thinking in this one, because I was part of the startup for satellite radio in this country 20 years ago. Uh, and that's when, the, mm-hmm. that's when the FCC took these frequencies that belonged to the people and sold them off to what is now XM and Sirius for a lot of money. But that money never came to the public. It was never put into a trust or used for the public. So the FCC has yeah. been doing some interesting things over the last 25 years or so.
1: And what you're alluding to, I think, was a big battle that became a problem for GPS satellites. Somewhere along the line, we had this same battle with GPS satellites, and finally they made a compromise and moved the frequencies to avoid the interference with GPS satellites. But a compromise will have to be made. It's just that it should have been done before now, certainly. We've had plenty of time to see this coming, and we needed to reach this compromise long before now.
0: We're talking with Juan Brown, a local commercial pilot, about the new 5G rollout for the telephone industry going up against the FAA, trying to land and and take off airplanes around the country. So we've got a two-week delay. Then what happens in two weeks, Juan?
1: Well, we don't know. Hopefully we will come to an agreement and the telecoms will agree to not have 5G wireless in a two-mile radius of the final approach course of these precision approaches at these particular airports like Sacramento that should, for the most part, take care of it.
0: I'm looking at my internet right now, my feeds, and I got a big ad from Verizon about 5G coming and all of that, which is probably going out all over the country. So can they just drop it down to 4G around the airports and then we're okay in the hospitals and stuff?
1: That's correct. Because what they want to use is the existing 4G infrastructure and switch those towers up to 5G. 4G has not been so much of a problem because it does not use frequencies that are a problem with our radio altimeters. But some of those towers are in the path of our uh, approaches, and those are the towers we don't want to see powered up to 5G.
0: I guess we wait two weeks. What's the date uh, when we'll know when this is resolved, maybe?
1: Well, I don't know, two weeks hopefully two weeks from now and it won't be completely resolved we'll just continue to stumble through all this until we reach a better agreement what we don't understand right now is why are they using why do do they need this c-band frequency so close to the radio altimeters i think they're just borrowing these frequencies for a, a certain amount of time until they get some higher frequency technology which will do the job better and give you the actual 5G that you're paying for from the telecoms. It's very hard for the insiders to figure out what exactly are they do they need this one particular frequency uh near the radio altimeters and is this going to be a permanent thing or is this just going to be a temporary thing? Is it are we waiting for the future technology to enhance the 5G to the point where they won't need these frequencies that are in question? And that would solve everything, but
0: so right now they've kicked the can down the road a little bit, but we still haven't solved the problem.
1: Exactly, and I don't know why it's so hard to get the telecoms to agree to not interfere with the airlines. The airlines were here first, and that's the way the laws work on the radio frequency allocation is, as you know, they're at KVMR and your are engineers. Um, you're here first. You've got this frequency allocation. If somebody else moves in, the newcomer, has to cease or desist or move their frequency to stop the interference. And our radio altimeter technology was designed years ago, years ago, and we didn't have any interference problems from neighbors. So we don't have a high filtering capability on these radio altimeters. And by the way, these things only put out about one watt because they didn't, they didn't need a high filtering capability at the time. Now, in order for us to redo all our radio altimeters in the industry is going to be a long and slow process. Yeah, we can improve the radio altimeters. We can crank up the filters for them, but it all has to be FAA approved through the PMA-TSO process, which is a bureaucratic process of testing, which will take probably a couple of years. So it's not that easy to simply upgrade the airline's radio altimeters. Who's going to pay for it? I mean... We only have to upgrade them because you guys moved in. Shouldn't you guys be liable for some of the cost of this upgrade and improvement?
0: Well, Juan, we thank you for all of the information. We'll check back in a few weeks and see what they've decided to do to fix a problem which uh, could really cause uh, severe delays for air travel in the entire country soon.
1: Yeah, that's right. If we can't land in less than half-mile visibility, once one airport starts getting backed up, it backs up the whole country really quick.
0: We've been talking with Juan Brown, a local commercial pilot. Thank you so much for all your information, Juan.
1: Very good. Thanks, Thanks, Felton. We'll talk to you soon.